me. Though I have to travel far, remember me. Each time you hear a sad guitar, know that I'm with you. The only way that I can be, until you're in my arms again. To another episode of the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have already seen, but one of us hasn't. And I'm here with three of my friends. What's up? I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. And I'm Scott. Did the- We've almost nailed that, like uh, that that little game of uh, rotten roulette that we play. <laughs> big, fa- big fan of rotten roulette. <laughs> that game sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's uh, instead of a bullet in the gun, it's just the eye of a potato. <laughs> I feel like that would hurt. It's still pretty bad. <laughs> Ready to attack you and then haunt your dreams. And uh, well, this week we're talking about Coco, and I'm I'm honestly pretty stoked to talk about this movie uh, because texting about it, Zach told me he was ready to get pretty mad. <laughs> yeah, Zach Zach just tried like at least 10 times. He pulled the I've got kids card. He tried to do it just now before we started recording. He's like, "Oh, you know, I've got kids now and I need to go be with them." And yeah, he's like, you "Just do Coco without me." And he just kept saying it. Yeah, Zach really didn't want to do Coco. I I really didn't. Um <laughs> More so because, like, I I do have kids that are crying uh, as we speak. Sure. um, But also because it's Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, Jake, you nominated this movie other than to make Zach and Kate's life equally miserable at once. And my kids' life. Uh, Why why pick this film? I'll be honest (laughs) with you. Uh, making Zach and Kate miserable was just a bonus. I didn't know that that was going to happen. <laughs> I just was looking and uh, like I watched Coco, I think maybe like when it first came out to like like purchase and my nephew got it for his birthday and he was pretty young at the time. And then we all sat down and watched it. And then all of us adults loved it and he could not have cared less. Uh, but I just remember really liking it. I liked the music. Uh, I like... Uh, I just I think it's like a, just a nice, sweet movie. And the music's really good. I think it's really pretty to look at. I like the animation. I like just like the way the 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 city of the dead looks. I'm not sure what it's actually called. Uh, I never got tired of all of the skeleton gags they were doing. I thought watching the skeletons move around and do things was entertaining. Always. I just I like this movie. I think it's a good movie, and I think it's one that people should see if they haven't. I'm sorry. Well, I. Oh, go ahead. Zach. I was just going to say the same way that I like post-apocalyptic movies with like a father figure and a child figure. I think Jake likes cartoons where like a child goes to like a afterlife type world or like an otherworldly <laughs> type spirit of, like, world. This is just honest. his. There's only two examples of this so far, but that doesn't sound like, wrong, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, like this like, is kind of your thing. I don't know that you're right, but I don't know that you're wrong either like I, I i don't know that this is my thing but i do we like don't it. we don't have any evidence that is contrary to that 
Yeah, right. At least right. So we're gonna far, have to dive so. into this in season five for sure. Yeah, the the year of the tune. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of cartoons. <laughs> you, you guys can do that one without me. <laughs> Zach, I can't wait for just a few short years from now. Uh, where we're not the only ones forcing you to watch movies that you don't want to watch, but mm-hmm. also your two children are forcing you to watch this movie that you don't want to watch. Do you know what? I, I was going to... Oh, sorry. What were you going to say, Zach? I was just going to say, I think I'm going to just try my best to like isolate them from any... From culture. Uh, children. No, not culture. Just children media and just show oh. them like movies I like and be like, this is... These are movies. Children of men. So you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just you want to be mean to your kids. No, they might really like it. I mean, here's Zach, the thing. Like, as good as I thought Children of Men was, I don't think that any child is going to like that movie. We'll Zach, we'll really, Zach really wants Maeve to go into, like, you know, first grade show and tell and uh, show a clip from Pulp Fiction. That's her favorite movie, you know? <laughs> that sounds like a cool first grader to me. That, that, that sounds like a first grader that I would want to hang out with. Uh, but sounds like a first grader with some bad parents. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'd have to be having conversations with Zach about why she's watching Samuel L. Jackson movies. I strongly disagree. <laughs> because you know that's that the L in Samuel L. Jackson stands for Mother Effer. So. That's, my, that's my idea of uh, showing my kids culture. Interesting. Yeah. I think, That's fair. Uh, I was thinking this the other day. Uh, Paramount Plus has a lot of old Nickelodeon shows. And I started oh. watching Cat Dog the other day. And Zach, I think uh. you should show your kids Cat Dog because that show is funny. I uh, All I could think of was Kate holding my two kids and we're talking about Cat Dog. Yeah. <laughs> but like, they do a bit holding in the my two first crying episode, children. The first episode <laughs> where they do answer fan mail. And they don't get any fan mail because it's the first episode. And then they Cat put Dog, that in the show. Cat Dog is the most like effed up cartoon that's ever been made other not than even, maybe Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's not even close to 90s Nickelodeon's cartoons. Yeah, like, have you seen Rocco's Modern Life? Rocco's, or Ah Real Monsters? Like, no, you know, no I, I, wasn't, I wasn't allowed to watch those, but I will never forget a moment where Cat crawls into dog's <laughs> mouth and is crawling around his own like intestine or GI tract and it yeah. was completely disturbing. Awesome. Like an Ouroboros kind of a thing where I the, think I, the snake I think I'm eats a worse parent if I show that to my kid instead of pulp fiction. There's a The reason I don't back you on this, Jake, is of all the shows I remember watching, the ones that were good are ones that I remember specific scenes and stuff from. I don't remember a single scene from Cat Dog. Uh, so you didn't see when he crawled down his own GI tract. Yeah, I, mean, I remember specific scenes that. from Cat Dog. I don't feel like I watched it as much. Uh, I don't know that I appreciated it enough when I was a kid. I I might like it better as an adult than I did as a kid. Honestly. Well. Well, uh, Zach, I do want you to know that uh, if there was any doubt before, while Kate is out uh, outside your room holding your two screaming children, Cat and uh, you uh, just uttering out loud as like emphatically as you did, "cat dog," uh, is going to result on you sleeping in the cou- sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> are, so. we, are we making sure that his twins grow up in a broken home? I think so. I wow. think that's what we're. I think that's what's happening this very moment. Uh, but with that, uh, who who all was a late bloomer to Coco? Just you. Just me. Yeah. 
I was I was a late bloomer. I got to be honest with you guys until an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> wow. While we were recording the other episode. <laughs> I wasn't listening to you guys. I had my AirPods in under my studio headphones so and we, I was just watching the movie. We're talking about Children of Men and then you're like bopping out to Un Poco Loco. Oh, yeah. Which slaps, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get into everybody's takes, Scott, why don't you hit us with a little bit of Just the Facts? Yeah, this was directed by Lee Unkrich. It was written by Adrian Molina and Matthew Aldrich, uh, or Aldrich. Uh, released November 22nd, 2017. Runtime of 105 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 97%. Ooh. IMDb gave it an 8.4. Ooh. Had a box office of $807 million on wow. a $225 million budget. Uh, so pretty expensive, but made a lot, uh, about a 3.6x on that. It won two Academy Awards, one for uh, Best Animated Feature, one for Best Original Song for Remember Me, and was not nominated for anything else. Wow, this movie almost cracked a Billy as a cartoon. That's pretty That's pretty impressive. Mario did it, though. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Mario did a billion? Wait, Mario did a billion? I think it did. That's awesome. You know what? Don't fact check me on that. I know that it was on track to, but it maybe it didn't. I don't know. I still haven't seen Mario because we have terrible. But we do have two uh, Billy Plus movies coming up this year, but they're both both Fast and Furious movies. (laughs) This sounds about right. So Zach, you hate this movie uh, with prejudice. Or I'm sorry, are without prejudice. Get, without Zach prejudice. Hayden. I was going to say, like, I don't... Without uh, prejudice. I want that off the record. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Prejudice with hate, like, uh, judgment judgment with prejudice or without prejudice. It's a legal term. And it just means that, like, you knew the results before, basically. Uh, so yeah, you had yeah. already seen this movie. I had, yeah. And uh, what do you think watching it again against your wishes? Um, here's the thing. I... I don't like, I don't hate this movie and I don't think that it's a bad movie by any means. Um, this is on the record, but I don't really <laughs> care good, about because it is recorded. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> what I was about to say is that like, I, it's no secret that I don't really care for animated movies. Oh, they more often than not don't do much for me with a few exceptions. Um, which those exceptions are Pixar movies. And so I think that, uh, I may be a little even more hard on this movie because there are a couple of Pixar movies that I actually do really, really enjoy. Um, this one just doesn't do much for me, but uh, I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. The first time that I ever watched this movie was in the theater and I did fall asleep. Um, so it obviously didn't leave much of an impression on me, but then I did watch it again a little bit later and I probably went into it knowing that a lot of people really really love this movie and think it's just an excellent movie and i kind of came out the other end of it thinking like really like all right it's it's fine um but Zach, there was this is your story this is the the reluctant hero in the weaker vessel <laughs> uh this is, it. this is this is your story kid goes to kooky kooky no, it's spirit both. world it's for both of us <laughs> all right well what i was gonna say was there was I'm sorry, I realized I had to say. There's a quote from a, a film critic, Peter DeBruge, I guess, um, who worked for Variety, who I, I think sums up my thoughts perfectly. He says, in any case, it works. 
Coco's creators clearly had the perfect ending in mind before they nailed down all the other details. And though Mm. the movie drags in places and features a few too many childish gags, the story's sincere emotional resolution earns the sobs it's sure to inspire. And that's pretty much exactly how I felt. The f- mm. Like, I, I got an hour into this movie, and I thought to myself, I remember why I fell asleep in the theater. Um, but the end of the movie, he's singing to Mama Coco, and I'm like, yep, there it is. There's the Pixar magic that is that they, they're able to do, and this is why everyone loves this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think this is mid-tier Pixar... Um, I think it's good. Uh, I think it's a kid movie. Um, I think there's definitely more in it for the kids than for the adults. Um, but I think it's still fun as an adult. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy the music. I think they do a really good job with, uh, I mean, like Pixar does with all their animation and the textures and the colors and all those types of things. So, um, I, I think it's good. It's just, I think there are other Pixar movies I like more. Shout out to Michael Giancino doing the doing the music for this. I don't know who Michael Giancino is. Uh, He's the guy who did the music for this. But oh. he <laughs> he also did the music for Lost. Mm. Oh, the music for Lost was great too. Yeah, that's a that's a goat score. So yeah, it really is. Like it's well, you it's, just you just increased uh, my my score. Your on your this, ranking yeah. on this, yeah. No, because <laughs> really? uh, he did good work <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> he did work here. He he did fine work here. He did great work. <laughs> I was the great work elsewhere. The next day after I watched this movie, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to Umpoga Loco right now while I'm working, and it was great. nice. It's just it was just it's great music. I don't know what you're talking about. No, you know, honestly, like I will say about the music, I'll, I'll, I'll get into my takes and then I'll, I'll comment on what you said about the music. Cause I, I agree with you, Jake. Um, I, I, you know, liked this movie. Um, I think I'm probably in the same vein as Zach, um, or maybe more so Scott, like it was good, but like, it just didn't. Like it made me want to watch other Pixar movies, frankly. Like it, it was very reminiscent of Pixar. I felt like, you know, it was a, a solid execution. It was a, a good story. Um, but overall, like I, I just didn't think it was as good as some of the other things that they've done. Um, was remind me guys was Encanto. Was that DreamWorks or was that Pixar? It was Disney, I don't think it was Pixar. Yeah, oh, it was, it was Disney, Disney, not, not Pixar. Pixar. Yeah, it made me honestly want to watch that. I haven't seen that yet either, but I was like, oh, no, now I kind of want to watch this. Like, it was good. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, man, I don't want to ever see this or anything like it ever again. But I just didn't feel like it was, uh, like, it blew me away. Um. And part of it was honestly, I think it was Jake's fault. It might have been Zach's fault. Uh, I hope it was told mine. me a piece of trivia about this movie before I watched it. That was very like annoying, frankly. Mm. It kind of ruined the movie for me. What was it? It was that uh, I think it's Grandma Coco. Her story was the story of a real woman in Mexico, and Disney like purchased the rights to her life story and then never paid the family. She died and they Disney never paid the family. If you're looking for uh, good things that big corporations have done, 
you're gonna be disappointed. Like I know, <laughs> I I'm not looking for good things that corporations <laughs> do, but I would settle for like not the literal definition of cultural appropriation. Here's the thing, yeah. Like I I, I agree. <laughs> like like I, I, if you're looking for like not the bad legal things that big the legal done. definition of appropriation, legal. like legal with prejudice. <laughs> But yeah, like corporations, big corporations do bad things all the time. Like that's, that's why they make their money. So like that, I can't, I can't let that ruin because that's going to ruin every Disney Pixar movie for me. Uh, because it's a bad company. I feel like, but oh, go ahead. This, this was the result of one of those bad things. Yeah, Jake, I feel like you're the pot calling the kettle black right now, mister. I can't appreciate this movie because this actor did something actorly. Yeah, like, you know what? The, the actor's in my face, and so I can't <laughs> forget about it. Uh, it is like, I can push things down and forget about them, but not when they're in front of my face. Well, this woman's story was in my face the whole time. <laughs> I also didn't know that until after I watched it. Wait, so Miguel actually went to the afterlife? Yeah. Yeah. I asked I asked some of my Mexican friends about this, and they said it happens sometimes, but not all the time, that they just go mm. into the afterlife. So mm. were you watching this just thinking to yourself, like, uh, how, like how, how long afterwards is Mama Coco going to die of COPD? Right, exactly. Yeah, was not a I'm just fight. waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for it to happen because I knew that's what really happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, to to get back to Jake, your point about the music, uh, I thought the music was really wonderful in this. And there, it honestly, like, it took three or four songs for me to like really feel confident that these were original songs and not like mariachi like uh, translations. Uh, because like, I, I don't know, I guess I grew up being around mariachi music a little more than like most white people. And like, there are a few songs that like, I can go to, to a mariachi band that I'm going to request. And some of them like felt so familiar to me and they were the first time I had ever heard them and they were immediately familiar. And I think that's an impressive thing with music to be able to do. And especially like a historic and culturally a important uh genre of music i think it's really impressive and a genre of music that frankly michael giacchino doesn't like he didn't grow up with that he's he's an american and he's italian in background like and so to be able to create music in that genre that feels so familiar is i think a a huge feat i i think the music of this was probably the best part I, it's what stands out to me and it's like what I kept thinking about after the movie was over. Like I was like, wow, like that song and that song. And then I just went mm-hmm. back and I listened to it. Like I, I think that the story I like, I think it's very fun. And I think the animation, like I, I took one computer animation class that I dropped out of. So I'm basically an expert. Uh, <laughs> but I love like knowing how much work and like research Pixar puts into every movie they put out and mm-hmm. like how they they drive the art of animation forward all the time uh like yeah. Monsters Inc was a huge deal for animation in general and so like I feel like I find myself paying attention to it a lot more in these movies where like I just had so much fun watching the skeletons do goofy things or whatever like the the brothers like figuring out that they got the wrong heads or whatever <laughs> uh mm-hmm. but no the, the music is what I kept coming back to kept thinking about but I like everything I will say 
I will say with the animation as well, and then uh, I'll I'll stop talking for a little while, let other people talk. But uh, I I agree with you, Jake. There were actually two scenes where the animation really actually struck me as being really like uh, I I thought very very impressive. Uh, one was when he gets thrown into the cenote and like climbs out of the water uh-huh. and his, the way that the water dripped off of him and the way that he like, like the way that his clothes carried the water felt so real. Like it, it was, it was obviously, you know, animated, but it was real world physics and I thought that was really impressive. And the other thing was early, much earlier in the in the movie, when we first see him playing the guitar, like those were like the his movements perfectly like matched the the actual recording of the guitar. And I, I had to like I spent some time thinking about like, oh man, like these animators would have had to spend hours and hours and hours pouring over someone playing this song on the guitar, not just playing the guitar, but playing this song Mm -hmm. to be able to match it so perfectly. And that level of detail that they didn't need to show because so many movies, they show someone playing an instrument. They show someone playing the piano who can't play the piano and they just shoot where you can't see their hands. And the fact that they included that on purpose really, it, it really impressed me. Yeah, and they didn't. One thing that I also noted too, like with the, all the guitar playing and everything, like they were playing the right chords at the right time. Too. Totally. Like it wasn't even like fake chords at the right time. Right. It was like the right chords at the right time. It so totally was. There was a lot of um, music um, thought put into all all that as well. They basically. I, had I've to also do heard what Miguel did to teach himself how to play guitar. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just sit and watch someone on TV playing guitar. Um. In speaking with my in-laws, uh, who were both born in Mexico, um, and like Spanish first language, English second language, um, they are both very fluent in English and enjoy mm-hmm. this movie in English, but they enjoy it so much more in Spanish. They oh, said really? like the jokes are different mm-hmm. and like the, just the execution of so many things are different and it just feels like so much even better in, in Spanish than it is in English. Hmm. So just... A thought. I, they I also say the same that. thing about Shrek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I doubt that was as intentional. Uh, they just pulled in some like really funny like comedians and stuff for the Spanish version of Shrek. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, and there's just some like funny jokes. Yeah, like, yeah. They didn't just translate the jokes. They right. like, culturally translated the jokes. Kind of rewrote the joke uh-huh. to fit. Yeah. Mm. So that's, no, that's cool. So interesting. I had no idea. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. I yeah I I honestly felt like about how when he gets on stage to do uh what is it Jake you've said it a couple times loco un poco loco un poco loco uh when he gets on stage to do un poco loco and he's he's singing that song I really felt like man I feel like this would be better in Spanish like I I mm. I kind of like had like a brief realization of that mm. it's interesting to hear that. I'm 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 probably right. Well, yeah, and you could go listen to the soundtrack in Spanish. Like the, the Spanish soundtrack of all these songs is mm-hmm. available. No, I actually flipped over and and listened to it in Spanish uh, for his performance. Because mm. uh, like uh, Apple TV, you can select your audio track, mm-hmm. and so you can select any of the language dubs hmm. if they have them. 
And so I listened to that performance in Spanish. And then once they were moving exposition along, I couldn't keep up anymore. And uh-huh. I was like, I don't want to miss Go what's really English happening the in speaking. the movie. Yeah. Like, so I just flipped back to English for the rest of the film. But uh, I, 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 I could see why that's the case. I have such a strong aversion to subtitles that I wouldn't do that. But if I could speak Spanish, I would be interested in that. Yeah. Uh, This is the type of movie I actually like to watch in Spanish because it is a kid's movie. The language is so like much more simple. Did you watch this in Spanish? I have watched it in Spanish before, Ah. but that was probably about a year ago. And my, Definitely my Spanish learning has increased since You've then. You've gotten so a lot better. There was yeah. still stuff I didn't get, um, but I have watched this in English and in Spanish. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's definitely something up on the rest of us. That's true. But at the time, once again, like I was still trying to like keep up. And so like I was so busy trying to understand that I wasn't like enjoying in the movie when I was watching it in Spanish. That's fair. Uh, have you guys ever experienced anything like Miguel uh, encountered where like your family is just diametrically opposed to something and you're not allowed to do it because just the family's against it? Human sacrifice. Oh. You were like really yeah. trying to do that? That was who you were? <laughs> yeah. My, my parents are like, no, we don't do that. You were like a Saturday morning. You're like, let's sacrifice a person. And your dad's like, take I'm like, your dad, we just had TNT. Yeah. I'm like, dad, we just watched Indiana Jones 2. Like let's, let's rip let's somebody's heart, rip someone's heart out. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, they were like, my mom stormed in from across the, like she was like at her neighbor's house and she just busts through the front door. And wow. it's like, no, we don't, our family doesn't do that. I'm not surprised to hear that. She had some, um, she had some opinions on the real talk episode where they talked about human sacrifice. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was weird that Brian was pro. Um, yeah, but yeah, right. your mom, your mom had some compelling points uh, to to be anti, and I I think I would agree with her. I'm I'm yeah, also I mean, anti human sacrifice. She changed my mind on it, you know. Oh, Jake, you were pro human pro, sacrifice, and, and then now I talked to Bobby about it, and then I was like, you know what? I don't think this is that good of a thing. I so, don't know why I'm doing it all the time. See, <laughs> so the Kuznikis ru- were open to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, they just didn't know about it. No, they, oh, really? Yeah. They'd never heard of it? That was just a you thing? <laughs> no, I mean, they, they had heard of it. Thing. I didn't talk to them about it, so they didn't know I was doing it. Uh, okay, right. yeah. But I was doing it on the right. Well, it's kind of like you'd sneak out at night, like, through your window, so like, meet up with your friends, smoke a cigarette, commit human sacrifice. Yeah, like, those <laughs> are the, probably the two coolest things to a kid are smoking cigarettes and committing human sacrifice. I think that's what's wrong with Gen Z these days is they're so, like... They're only on social media. They're not getting out into trouble, you know, yeah. committing human sacrifice. <laughs> They're so non-committal of human sacrifice. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's like if you're really against it, do something about it. You know, like, yeah, st- are, just, like if you're really against it, stop me from sacrificing you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did relate a little bit with Miguel, though. Uh, just a little bit like well, it's what's your thing? not not as intense by any means but like me my brother and my cousin are all pretty much forbidden by my entire family from ever owning a motorcycle mm. and uh 
like I just can't wait for all those people to die so I can buy a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, like it's still an active. Oh yeah, no, family. definitely. Yeah. yeah. What like Zach tried to like talk me into doing it with him. Like we both buy motorcycles. Uh huh. And like I was like, I don't think I can do it. And he texted. Uh, like started a group text with me and my me him and my mom and said like we're buying motorcycles and she was like the hell you are and I was like yeah I can't do it I can't <laughs> I can't go against the family on this one we have a friend uh, a young friend who has gotten in not one but two motorcycle wrecks uh, and still wants to ride a motorcycle so shout out to our friend Jacob who hmm. keeps crashing his motorcycle and keeps <laughs> not <laughs> Jacob a car. stop. Stop crashing motorcycles, but yeah, yeah, you're going to hurt yourself. I've talked to him like twice in the last year. And then both times he's been like, did I tell you you got in a motorcycle wreck? And then I was like, yeah, you told me. He's like, no, this is a new one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Stop doing that. Cause you know, it's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I kind of related with Miguel a little bit uh, in the very beginning of the movie. It kind of honestly like helped buy me in. So like at the very beginning, uh, I loved several characters in this film though. Um, m- number one, very top of the list was, uh, the dog. Was it Diego? Was that his name? No, D- uh-huh. Diego yeah, is who died in children of men. Yeah. Baby Diego, the spirit animal. <laughs> oh, wow. I never realized the connection. Yeah. You didn't know that those were. See, Zach, this is that movie. <laughs> this is the same universe. You know, it's what? baby Diego guiding Miguel. It's Dante. This, uh, you, you think this might talk me up on Coco, but it only talks me down on children of men. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No, I friggin' love that dog. Like I thought that was a hilarious character. Like, uh, honestly, if I'm going to watch a cartoon, I kind of want to have to work a little bit for some of the humor. Um, because if I'm watching a cartoon, I know that it's made for kids and I know a lot's like shoved in my face. That's just not but, true. There are a lot uh, of cartoons okay. that are made for kids. This one was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was just, that was just a, a, weird, a weird thing to say. This one certainly was. If I'm watching okay. a cartoon, it's made for kids. Disney Pixar. I know Disney Pixar movies are made for kids. And, uh, I, but the thing that they do really well, um, even better than DreamWorks, in my opinion, is by like planting some jokes that are a little bit harder to access. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciated finding a lot of those, uh, in this movie. And I, I felt like the dog was a good, like comedic vehicle. All right. I have, uh, I have two nits to pick. Oh, um, the first one is less trivial, uh, and I'll, I'll start with that one. Uh, so when he's learning his guitar up in his like attic or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and he like shushes his dog to be quiet, mm-hmm. but he's still playing guitar and watching <laughs> television. Yeah, like <laughs> what good is like shushing the dog? When he, you're still playing guitar, he's a loud dog. Yeah, maybe, maybe actually, they just I think, think what is there's music outside, you know? Right, right. And I think they clearly hate this dog, or at least Abuelita hates this dog. Coco? No. Or the 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 his, grandma, his yeah, grandma, his, his Coco's mom. daughter. Yeah. No, his grandma. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. His grandma hates Diego, and so I think he's shushing Diego because. He doesn't want 
Abuelita to like come up and, you know, make a ruckus because the dog's in, in mm-hmm. the attic. Also, sorry, minor uh, correction. I looked it up. The dog's name is Dante. Oh, Dante. Oh, Dante. That's right. That's, that's right. I should have known that because uh, Carla has a cousin that named their dog Dante because it looks like him. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, all right. Second knit to pick. Uh, so the whole story behind uh, Hector was that he left the family and like cheated on the wife and like left Coco and the mom. I right? don't think it's ever implied yeah. that he cheated on the wife. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, did I miss that? Oh, no. He, he was uh, he was like doing all kinds of strange. He's like lay, <laughs> laying pipe with groupies. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I didn't read that. <laughs> or that he just abandoned yeah. the family. He, abandoned he definitely, the family. Yeah. He, he pulled a Richard Dreyfus and he abandoned the family. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, it seemed like to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that people, when they turn into skeleton form, stay the age they were when they died. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That seems to be the case. Because Coco comes in still old Old as hell. Yeah, old. Everyone else has ages in their skeletons. It's not like everyone's a uniform age. It was a right. sad amount of children skeletons. I'm just going to say. I don't there feel was. like they needed to give us that many. <laughs> but so do you think like the grandma or the great grandma, the one who was abandoned? Coco. No. No. Coco's, Coco's mom. mom. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. She's older as yeah. a skeleton. She's met Hector as a skeleton and Hector's like the same age he was when he abandoned them. Yeah. Like when he died. Yeah. What do you, like, how do you think like she explains that? I think that or she like was thinks about like, that. She just had this just blind that he abandoned hatred, and right? randomly died. Like, like, like she like blindly hated him so much that all of her descendants are not allowed to listen to music. That's the most extreme thing in the world. I, I feel like this is such an easy hurdle for her to overcome because she just hates him so much. She probably never thought about it. Mm, that's a good point. I wonder if Kevin Bacon could have saved this universe. I'm sorry. I, mm. I missed the question. What was your question, Scott? I don't know. It just seemed off to me like that he was still the age of when he left and she was older when she died. Like I would have thought like if the person abandoned me, not that they would have like died right away. Like it would have ma- at least made me suspect that maybe something happened to him. Oh, not that he abandoned like, me. Like maybe she, you... maybe she would give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Right. Or have a conversation or at least sure. be willing to ask. Yeah, yeah. What happened? But like imagine you spend 80 years, uh, with hating, hating somebody, hating so hard. And with this firm belief that you've based your entire life and world around, uh, I don't think she's going to look at this guy and be like, you know what? He looks a little bit young, you know? He, she's not in a place to be even remotely reasonable, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with because you, Jake. The, but I feel like if that's the case, why, she wouldn't turn around later either. I, I feel like uh, we're expecting um, complicated adult emotions and like thought processes from like characters for a kid's movie. We're expecting uh, baby Diego, but what we're really getting is Dante. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a lot in here. I don't, I don't like, sure, it was four kids, but like, 
It's still no, like, I think it was great. Yeah, I'm like, teasing. I don't know. Like I, I don't I don't know that you can just say like, oh, we're expecting it to not be stupid because it's for kids. Like I don't think that kids' content has to be stupid. Uh, and I, I, no, I don't and, like the no. I and, and I I was just joking. I I'm sorry. I I I I made maybe like a, a like a joke too far. Uh, I completely agree with you, Jake. I was just riffing. And, like, <laughs> to defend myself a little bit, like I'm not, I'm not saying that that's stupid. I'm not trying to say the movie's stupid, but like it, to just write off music for like generation after generation, like that's that's just a a very childish, I guess, response that like it, it'd be a little hard to buy that like uh, an adult would have. But like, I, I don't care because it's a kid movie. So like, I just, I'm going with the story. You know, I'm not expecting real, I'm not expecting realistic adults to be making realistic um, decisions or thinking realistic thoughts in this movie. Yeah. Like murder. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a couple questions though um so this afterlife place um is it only for mexican people yes dang okay so we don't get that no 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 no. we just go straight to hell uh no you just (laughs) cease to exist i cease to exist okay like the like the like the old man in the hammock that's what happens to you when you die you just you just luke skywalker that's a bummer we don't don't even we don't even get a chance to have our our picture put up on the ofrenda. No, 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 no. no well, no. I th- I mean I think it's for anyone who like is keeps, on an ofrenda. Well, like keeps their family like in people's memories would mm. still be a part of this. Like I don't think uh, they culturally believe that it's just for them. I think it's literally about like if you can remember people, like this can be. Something. Yeah. Okay. And I will say, like, on a serious note, and Zach, I know you have other questions, but like on a serious note, I actually really do appreciate this uh like look into Dia de los Muertos. Um, because I do think that like especially like people in Southern California, uh, and when I say people, I guess I mean like soccer moms, uh, really don't like understand like they they kind of take like people dressing up like skeletons at face value, and just the name Dia de los Muertos like it's it's triggering for for folks. Um, but I really appreciate that uh Disney Pixar took the time to like give more like cultural depth to that and uh make it something make it like expose people to what that uh celebration and what that like uh cultural uh belief is really all about i i thought that was actually really beautiful no yeah i think like honestly for me the first time i watched it it, i didn't know what dia de los muertos was because my first exposure to it was when i was in elementary school and we were supposed to go to castle park for like an end of the year thing and it was Mm. i guess that's around dia de los muertos and then they were like we're not doing that because they have a day of the dead parade and we can't support that. So we don't get to go. And I was like, what is this thing that is so evil that I can't go to castle park? And I was like, Oh, this is like, <laughs> like pretty Not normal, like in pretty chill and like pretty cool, you know? Yeah. So I, I agree 100%. Um, my other question, why was uh, Miguel's family so unwilling to give them their blessing? 
I know, right? Like the great great grandma is like, I'm not going to do it unless you swear off music. And then everyone else is just like, I'm just not going to do it. Well, because sorry, it, <laughs> it's like matriarchal. They didn't right? want her wrath. Like, like yeah. she's she's the head. Okay, so, so they're, they're the like, matriarch. Yeah, they're like, if she says that this child can uh, just die, just become a skeleton boy forever. Uh, I'm not going to do then anything about it. If he dies, he dies. That's familial love, Zach. Oh, really? That doesn't seem like much familial love to Miguel. I also, you'll, I don't think that Zach, they expected you, him to run away and like get away. Right. You know, like if it was a choice between him dying and not, I think that would have been entirely different. But they had hours and hours to talk him into just going with her until he just made a break for it. Uh-huh. No, like yeah, I mean, uh, I, right away, he like he's just like, I'm not going to like, I'm going to play guitar. And he comes back and he's like, hey, can someone else do it? And they're just like, no. Zach, I'm I'm not surprised that you don't understand that kind of familial love because we haven't seen Fast Five yet. Mm, okay, so f- you'll get so it. So Fast Five, have, wait, have you seen Fast Five? No, but I know what happens. Can you, okay, okay. Can, then can Zach do a post Coco or a post Fast Five rescoring of Coco if he wants to? Not a rescoring, but a uh, he can make a, an asterisk like Scott has made for uh, There Will Be Blood. Okay. I doubt it'll change after Fast Five. I don't know. Tyler, <laughs> I haven't seen Fast Five, but Tyler seems pretty convinced. Tyler hasn't seen it either. Family. But I trust him. It's about family. Mm. Uh, Did you... Zach, I'm oh. sorry. I got stuck on my joke, and I forgot your underlying question. Oh, no. I, I, oh, I yeah, asked going... it. Just why didn't anyone... Why were they so okay with him Oh, right. Yeah, I, just, I think they boy. thought they had time to talk him into it, and then he ran away. Yeah, I kind of, like, chalked that up to, like, sometimes adults, like, straight up lie to kids to get them to just do what they want. That's a plot point in this movie. Yeah. I guess not a plot point, but it is a comment that Miguel makes. Like, I thought that this was just something that adults lie to kids about, like vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't see like what happened in that scene that would imply that that was going to happen because none of the other adults even were willing to have a conversation with him. They just like hid their faces. They were just playing chicken with him. They were like, well, he's not (laughs) going to die. Like a hundred percent. I think that's what happened. They're like, well, he's not going to let himself die. He'll take it. And like he was willing to take it at one point. uh, And then he went back and completely undid it right away. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I I I, I feel like uh, this is your prejudice. Coming Here's the thing. You. I this this started as legal, a, this not <laughs> ethnic. <laughs> yeah, but don't say that, please. And uh, legal legal prejudice. Legal. My, prejudice my, the my, movie. my question started as a joke, and you guys tried to give real answers that I don't think there's uh, any any evidence for, and so then I it, I started to actually push back against it. I no, I I actually think that there maybe not evidence in the movie, but but I I really do think that it is like this is the matriarch of the family and like uh some families like I mean even just the notion of like he wants to go to the town square and his grandma's like no, like you're not going in, no one's going anywhere. Today's about family. Um like, I think that this is just a very, like, family-centric and obviously, like, uh, like 
maternal environment. And so she's just the matriarch of the family and everyone has just been ruled by her their entire life. And so if she decides that like, I'm not giving this to him, no one's going to even bother to question her about it. They're just going to assume that she has some sort of Interesting. plan. So I feel like what I'm hearing is Coco is pro human sacrifice. If the matriarch yes. signs off on it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Scott, that was your problem. Uh, why you can't have human sacrifice parties anymore is that your mom didn't sign off on it. Yeah, for sure. If she would have been about it, I would have had a very different upbringing. (laughs) Dave was like, "Uh, ask your mom, but you know, (laughs) I won't tell if you don't. The amount of times I asked my dad if I could human sacrifice and he said, uh, you're going to have to ask your mom. And then I was just like, why bother? Yeah. You know, just so many. Yeah. I get it. (laughs) I think, uh, sorry, changing gears, got a little, a little back to the movie, but I think that the first time I watched this movie, I really legitimately had one of my, like, I felt like in awe looking at the city the first time, like them crossing the pedal bridge and the flower bridge. Like, did that hit anybody else? Like, I remember watching that movie and I, I didn't, my jaw didn't drop, but I was like, wow, this is, it this did. looks so cool. Um, and uh, I'll give some, I'll give some like honest takes, um, I, th- I think the animation in this movie is excellent. And that scene in particular, Jake, um, I think for me was like the most beautiful scene in, in the movie. And it really was so artful and so um, detailed and, and everything about it. Uh, you know, and again, on record, like animation is, is an art form that I probably don't give its, its uh, due respect, but I couldn't help but see that and just, uh, Still, would just be kind of be slapped in the face with like how much hard work would need to be put into this kind of movie to um, to achieve that kind of result. Um, and so, I, I think the animation in this movie is really, really great. And I don't think that that's necessarily um, like that. This is the exception for Pixar. I think that they more often than not kind of knock it out of the park in that respect. But uh, it's great in this movie. I think the story is good. I think it's a, it's a fun story. I think the twists, we haven't really talked about the twists in this movie. I think they're fun I twists. I think that if I was a kid, like if I was this movie's target audience, I think I'd love this movie. I think that I'd, I'd think it's just a ton of fun. So it is kind of funny that your nephew was like super whatever on it and all the adults liked it. And that kind of brings me to my next point. I think... Uh, what was hard for me to engage with this movie is it felt like, in my opinion, and I know people disagree with me, but I felt like Coco had, um, or it did not have an emotional depth that other Pixar movies do have. I'm not saying it it did not have an emotional depth. It it obviously did. It it had some very touching moments. It had some very serious themes um, that I think were, were... explored well especially for kids but i think that there's other pixar movies that have um maybe a deeper emotional depth that is maybe entertained throughout the film rather than in sporadic moments um and those are the movies that i am hit with on a much more personal level and so that's why for me coco is a mid-tier pixar movie and I was surprised to hear that Tyler and Scott, you guys felt the same way, more so because Jake had said that if he hadn't nominated this movie, that Scott would. And so I thought Scott was going to come in and give this a nine. Um, but I agree with you guys. This is mid-tier Pixar for me, which is surprising because I think this is the highest rated Pixar movie on IMDb. I think I don't think any of the other ones are as high as this one. 
Mm-hmm. Granted, I haven't I haven't seen Soul and I have not seen uh, Inside Out, which I know we're supposed to have a lot like a lot of emotional like and like adult themes. Uh, but I feel like this was one of the more. And I feel like I feel like it, I feel like it packed a punch. I feel like it it got me uh, more than other Pixar movies I've watched. But I haven't seen those two, which I feel like are the biggest ones. Yeah, I feel like the um, like the emotional side of this one, it might like be more like cultural and like with the like uh, like Latino like culture. So much of it is about like heritage and where you came from and like family ties and a lot of that kind of stuff, which I don't think is as big a thing in like Western culture. Mm -hmm. And so like, I do think there is some of that, that we miss from just not being in those cultures ourselves. You mean American like culture? Yeah. Well, but uh, you said Western and, and I think Jake's point is that like, it's still American culture. It's it's North American. It's it's still Western. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, when we talk about Western culture, though, we're talking about like American Western culture. I would think that you would throw most of Europe into that. Yeah, I, I Western culture typically includes all of Europe yeah. as well. I, I, it's, I get what Scott was saying. Yeah. I yeah, yeah I, I I get it. I I agree. Just, I it, it I, I was just backing up what Jake said. Mexico in the Western world. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the last episode that we just recorded for children of men, we talked about how we were, that's true. Aiming this apocalypse after Mexico city because of how it, it wasn't first world. Yeah. So I don't know. I I feel that's a good point. That's a very valid point. We said something completely different. And that came from Alfonso himself. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a, it's a super valid point, Scott. Um, I want to, uh, I want to answer now. Nah, I'll just go back to Jake, what you were talking about, uh, a little bit ago, the question that you initially asked about the art. And it's funny. I was actually disagreeing with you in my head. Like, nah, the, the, like, uh, art never wowed me in this until you said like they're crossing the bridge. And I, d- I, I mean, immediately remembered that I said to myself, like when they cross the bridge and it turns around and you see the city of the dead, I was like, man, this is Disney mad. This is Disney's real magic to transport you to a place that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And you feel like it exists. Like I, I really felt that in that moment. So obviously like I have to agree with you. You're absolutely right. Like the, the, uh, the, uh, animation I think is terrific. Um, I love the cultural, like I love the cultural, uh, uh, like, uh, beat to this movie. Um, like the beat of its drum. Uh, and I also love all the cultural like references and jokes. Like I love Frida Kahlo being such like a, like a, Mm -hmm. a big part of this cracked me up every time she was in it. And when they like, sneak into his thing and they're like running by and Miguel's like, thanks Frida. Like that. I literally laughed out loud at just the notion of like, Oh, thanks Frida. Mm -hmm. Like about Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, and you know, like a lot of the art in this movie really was heavily influenced by Diego Rivera, like super obviously, um, like the, uh, 
Hector's character looks like the spitting image mm-hmm. of Diego Rivera's uh, self-portrait. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really neat. Uh, I thought it was cool to just expose uh, kids to like multiple layers of the, of uh, Mexican culture. I thought I thought it was really really terrific, and like art wise, animation wise, delivered really beautifully. Yeah, I think this is I think this is definitely the prettiest Disney Pixar movie. And what just one of the the best looking animated movies I've maybe have ever seen. I feel like for me, like it it really hit me. I I will agree with Zach though. Like I don't think that this had the um I don't think that this had the same kind of emotional depth as some other Pixar films have had. Um, and like I talked about last week when we tried to record these episodes and, and I blew it, uh, with my McDonald's computer, but, uh, I, I talked about with you guys, uh, that onward and soul, uh, made me like weep at multiple points in each movie. Um, and I definitely, (coughs) pardon me. I definitely cried. I'm crying right now. (laughs) That's bad timing. Uh, I know, right? I definitely cried watching Coco, uh, but only at the end when he sings Remember Me to to Mama Coco. Uh, that was the only time that I cried. Uh, and I'm a I'm definitely a crier. So I don't know what to make of that, but I will say I didn't feel as many emotional beats in this as I have felt in other Disney Pixar films. Um, but... To your point, Scott, you could be right. I could be missing some of that. Like, it just might not be in my vocabulary to to understand some of those emotional beats. It's entirely possible. Yeah, I mean, and I don't fully disagree with you guys at all. Like, I also said this was mid-tier for me, and part of it is my, like, overall, like, enjoyment and connection in the movie, mm-hmm. which I do feel like I personally maybe didn't connect as much with it but I think there is a lot there that a lot of people do connect with. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, I've never cried at a movie. So if I cry at a movie, it's got to be the most emotional movie of all time. So that's not really a good like metric for me, but I did felt, I I felt it, you know, especially at the end, but I, I feel like I felt it a few times. I don't know. But Tyler does cry. We watched uh, Return of the King together in theaters, and I, I'm surprised you didn't need an IV because that movie's long and you cried through the whole thing. Like, I never remember tears that could come out. That was why I didn't end up like crashing at your house that night. I had to go to the hospital to go oh. get an IV to replace all of the uh, the fluids, like I, all of the fluids that I, I spent four hours crying. Poured. I can't look weak and tell him that I'm. <laughs> It's not I can't look weak. Like, I just can't sleep here or I won't wake up. Like, you'll come in to be like, Tyler, you didn't wake up. And I'll look like the guy at the end of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, but like, like, uh, if you were going to go to the hospital, you know, uh, I feel like you should have told me. I would have, like, gone with you. You would have driven me to the hospital. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that you would, but I do. I cry in every movie. I was trying to think what I watched other than Coco most recently, 
definitely cried in it though. I don't even remember what it was, but it was just the other day and I definitely cried. I don't know if this is crazy to you guys or not, but uh, I, I did not cry in Coco. I did cry in Children of Men. I think that I cried in Children of Men. Had sad parts. I think it's fair to cry in it. It just, I don't know okay. if there's something wrong with me. It's not like I don't cry, you know? It's just that movies and TV and anything just like that once just can't get it. Can't. Once every 20 years or so for yeah, you? Yeah, so I've only done it once. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're coming due. Yeah. You're you're about due for a new one. Uh, Jake, you cry in books, though. No. I, no. I shed one single tear when I finished reading The Lord of the Rings for the first time. <laughs> I think because I was so sad. One that tear. It, I was so sad that it was over that one tear escaped me, and that's it. It... <laughs> It wasn't even the actual story that made you cry. It was just the the real world idea that you had finished it Gimli, and that you could never read Gimli, it for the first oh, time well, again. For sure. But Gimli had a line. And actually, so it wasn't the very end, but he says something about okay. like, oh, like we might see each other again, but I don't think we're ever all going to be together. Something along those lines. Oh, and then I, was, and then I yeah. shed one tear and then I was like, pull yourself together. Uh, you're an adult. You know, I, so, sorry, uh, I was going to say, I remember when you, another time you cried, Jake, I said that same thing last time we recorded together. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. I cried, but that wasn't because of the movie. That was because of real life, which I do cry because of real life. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I, before we totally get out of here, this is completely unrelated, but I just have to say it. Uh, Jake, I, we were talking about watching Return of the King, uh, after we watched it together and like some things that we hadn't noticed before. Um, but I forgot to mention this and I continued to forget until this very moment. Have you guys ever realized that at the end of Return of the King, everyone comes in and Frodo is so excited and then like Gimli comes in and Frodo says in slow motion, Gimli. And then oh, Legolas yeah, comes I, in I he and he just Legolas, yeah. l- like looks at Legolas and his facial expression is kind of blank. And then Aragorn comes in and he smiles again. He's like Aragorn. And it's like, what if like Frodo and Legolas like really didn't know each other at all? Like he's like that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They only talk to each other once. I think like in the whole movie and it's in fellowship. I appreciate the meme. I appreciate that. It's funny. <laughs> But, like, the idea that they went on a year-long journey together and didn't talk is ludicrous. And, like, we just don't see it. Uh, but I do feel like Peter Jackson is trying to to drum up some beef between Frodo and Legolas in the movie. Because right? uh, he does, his face does get a little bit, like, not that happy to see Legolas. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, e- it's, even, it's not that it's not happy. It's the hey you face. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I was, like, 10 watching this for the first time, I remember thinking, like, oh weird weird scene weird directorial uh, choice right there i the only thing that they say to each other is you have my bow yeah so frodo has no line to legolas in the whole I movie think frodo Correct. has one frodo and legolas only have one line in the book as well i think you just assume that it happens off screen sure or yeah I, but i'm i'm with you jake i appreciate the meme one of my other favorite memes that i've seen of lord of the rings is uh the shot where Aragorn is about to storm Mordor and he, and he turns around and he says for Frodo and you're going to have mm-hmm. to bleep me here. But then it just shows the face of one of the soldiers and they go, what the f- the Frodo? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's awesome. Um, All right. Uh, what do you guys say? We put this one in the books. Yeah, let's wrap it. 
All right. Kuz, you're first. Oh, uh, I'm going to give it uh, an 8.6 skeleton heads that got mixed up. Zach? I'm going to give Coco 7.4 um, colorful dead animals. <laughs> I'm going to give this uh, 8.3 um, skeletons that don't age after they die. All right. And I'm going to give this uh, 7.6 uh, <laughs> sombreros. There weren't even there. There were a lot of sombreros in this film. <laughs> this comes out to a 79%. I feel like I saw more cowboy ass uh, than one, sombreros. <laughs> what? A, once again, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 97%. IMDb gave it an 8.4, and it came out to a 79%, which puts it at movie number 57 out of 134. Nice. What uh, What did we give uh, Wally's our highest rated uh, animated film? What did we give Wally? 74. Ah, interesting. Oh, so, We've done so this came up what? Quite a few points from Wally. Animated films, and one of them was Spirited Away. Uh, yeah, but this this came up from Wally, which was like the uh, like rotten rotten God, rotten tomatoes, whatever we call them. Whatever's now. not us. Rotten tomatoes. Yeah. And IMDb, like, tr- put them, like, both pretty similar. I think the thing that this had going for it that Wally didn't was that I liked it. And I'm one of the people that really likes cartoons. Or maybe the only person that really likes cartoons here. Uh, and I didn't really like I Wally. I don't think Tyler liked Wally too much either, did he? Tyler wrote, wrote, yeah, did the lowest sure, on Wally. Sure, but, like, I, what I'm saying is, like, the, oh, the only like, person uh, that would have been really our safe bet. It, and... But, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, next uh, episode, we're going to one of my movies. Um, Can you guess what it is? Fast and <laughs> Fast and Furious. Four Fast, Four Furious. Not to be confused with The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, this is 4F, 4F for our tots out there. Um, so pretty stoked, excited to uh, see it and uh, review it with no you guys. No matter what you think about Fast and Furious, I think we can all agree that... Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.